Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to My Millennium Money. Tonight we are live in the room in Melbourne. We're going to have a great night. We've got Vincent here. Hi, Vincent. G'day. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Vincent? I'm very nervous. Yeah, sweet. So let's have a good chat and it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're new to the podcast, stop right there, turn this off, turn it off now because this is not a usual podcast, this is a train wreck in motion (laughs) and it's going to be very loose, it's not edited, back off with your bad reviews and please, and (laughs) this is just a live event with our Melbourne family, there's over 50 people here, thanks so much everyone for coming out, give yourself a round of applause everybody. (laughs) I heard there was free pizza on offer. Yeah, the yeah. pizza was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. It was great. I feel so full. Yeah. So what's your favorite pizza, Vincent? Look, I'm pretty basic. I do like my margarita. Shut I am up. Like Same. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I love margarita. So I just want to thank, before we get into it, Vincent, uh, I'd like to thank AIA. We're in the AIA building in Melbourne. Thanks for uh, putting on us tonight. Thanks for opening up your office. Thanks for making it hell with a secure building. Thanks AIA. Love your work. Thanks to Vitality. Thanks to Danny from AIA for helping. Thanks to Alison for AIA. She was going to leave here today at 2pm when we arrived at 12 and she went, oh, I didn't know about this, so I'm staying. So she stayed. Uh, So thank you very much to that. Thank you to Emma and Julian, our volunteers up the back. Thank you so much for making it so easy. Um, What... And tonight, a lot of people don't know is you may have started to hear or see on Instagram, uh, A21. I always wanted to get to the point where I could volunteer at a charity, right? And I just thought, I actually don't have time to sit at an office and volunteer at the moment and do admin work. So I thought the best use of my time or efforts at the moment would be to use this platform called My Millennial Money to promote a charity, um, and A21, it started about 10 years ago. They've got, started in Sydney, they've got 12 offices all around the world and they help people that are trafficked, um, particularly young women and children. And there's like over a million slaves still in the world at the moment, like millions. And um, yeah, 1% of victims are actually ever rescued. So I just wanted to use this platform called My Millennial Money to um, to say, hey, we encourage people to, Give some, save some, spend some. So if you want to give some and you don't have a good charity, that's an option for you. So what do you do for life, Vincent? (laughs) Let's get real talk. Let's get real. Um, So I just, I've quit my job. Oh, wow. I am about to go to Hong Kong for three months. Wow. Yeah. What doing? I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll figure it out when I get there. Do people up at Hong Kong call it honkers? I was just having this chat I with my friend honkers. Georgia. Yeah. I call I think honky. 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 Or Hong Kongese. I don't know. We'll What's your vibe out. with the extradition thing? You- oh, <laughs> so we're getting real team. <laughs> Are we, uh- um, let's just say I will join in the protest. Yeah. Just for the fun of it. Yeah. And they're peaceful protests. So... Usually. Um, Do you have any questions you want to ask John about anything to do with life? Easy. First thing, how do you put up with Glenn? (laughs) It's it's one day a week I just uh, prepare myself for. Um, Unfortunately, it's two days this week, but we'll get there. When was the second day? Well, I'll probably see you tomorrow. Yeah, I will, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Any Any questions for me? How do I put up with him? Oh, I think it's the other way around. Mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank um, you, Vincent. But one, one last one. I, I'm not sure if I've you've said mentioned this on the podcast. But how did you guys meet? 
Uh, I remember. Do you? Yeah. It's like first date. Yeah. How? So I had a financial, my financial planning business um, is just in our local area and it's a shop front and you could walk in and whatnot. And one day I heard like the door open. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And old mate's like, oh, hey, I'm John. I was just next door at the mortgage broker. Thought I'd pop in and introduce myself. Is that how it happened? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, I do property stuff and I'm into property. And how many times when people say they're in property, you instantly think, oh, he's a shark or <laughs> I, he wants to like, you know, get people to buy stuff off the plan and take 30 grand under the table. And so oh, it's don't not, a, for not it, as like. bad as the word insurance, is it? It's up there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But um, so, yeah. So, John, I was a little bit skeptical. Um, yeah. But believe it or not, I saw that you had RM Williams on and I'm like, he's my people. He must be half decent. So, And we ne- know that RM Williams comes from the country. We do. Right. And yours are schmick for the city, aren't they? Well, they're, they're countrified a little bit. They're nice brown suede. Did you, get you did out drive all the way down. Kick the yeah. dirt, did you? <laughs> yeah, that's kick right. Kick a few tyres. So, um, yeah, that was our journey. Yeah. And then what I did in my financial planning business... Any people that were like, I call them property zombies, all they want to do is invest in property. I'd be like, well, I can do like do your superannuation, any investing in your super, clean up your insurances. Uh, I don't want your money. You might as well pay John for his coaching service. So I was just referring clients to John because I knew that I could refer people to John and they're not going to get screwed. So that's how nice. we met. It's very cute. Thank you. Now, anything else you want to add since it's your freaking show now? <laughs> um, follow me on Insta. All right. Just Underscore Vinny Lau. Okay. My, this is really real talk. We are very similar. I know. Yeah. That's why I love the podcast. <laughs> My Instagram is the real Vince 75 <laughs> I don't know if you're taking the piss. No, I, no it, it is. It is. Yeah, the real 75. Look yep. it up now. Dare you. Mm. Oh, you don't have to. But whatever. <laughs> and people are like, why do you use Vince? So, you know how you go to Boost Juice or whatever and they say, oh, thanks. thanks. You've learned it from me, aren't you? <laughs> you go to Boost Juice and they're like, what's your name? I'd say Glenn. They're like, oh, Gary. No. Oh, Glenn. Oh, Grant. Oh, Glenn. Oh, Grant. Like, I'm like, I need a name that slices through. Vince. <laughs> So, and then online, you know how when Instagram first started and celebrities were like the real Shaquille O'Neal or the real whatever, I'm like, the real Vince. And then I'm like, I need a number that rolls off the tongue. 75. It's not my year of birth, but... It's close. Oh, yeah. Everyone, let's give Vincent a round of applause. Thanks for... Um... It was great. Thanks. I loved it. Thanks for listening. All right, John, you ready to answer some listener questions? Let's do this. Let's get it on. You're listening to My Millennial Money. It's as exciting as receiving an email from the Crown Prince of Nigeria. All right, so who wants to go first? Yes. Do you want to come down and use the microphone and state your name for the record, please? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can just read. So, sure. and maybe just over here. Yeah. No, that's all right. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, my name's Annette, um, and I've got sort of two questions. Um, the first question is, what are the important things to prioritise saving for once a person pays off all of their debt? So that's consumer debt, um, personal loans, car loans, all that sort of stuff, yeah. e- except a mortgage. Yeah. Except, yeah, okay. Whatever fi- tickles your fancy. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a strong believer of saving for what you're passionate about and if it's property shares a holiday whatever it is go for that Uh, i think yeah we we sometimes complicate it don't we yeah i I would probably say yeah the most important priority is setting that goal and you know if you've just come out of a campaign of debt repayment and it's Mm. 200 300 a month or whatever it is Mm. 
you might say, okay, I'm going to loosen the old belt buckle a little bit and maybe put $50 of that a month back into lifestyle. Um, you know, why not enjoy life? You're out of debt. It might be – and I tell people, like, particularly with the charity – Worry about your own household first before you start giving all your money away. So if you are out of debt and you're a mess financially, just worry about cleaning that up first. Um, so I would certainly really go on a campaign of finding out your goals and not being afraid to increase your lifestyle a little bit um, if you've you know been grinding away and not having much of a life. So. Cool. Thanks very much, guys. No worries. worries. Uh, Part my, two. Yep. My second question is about income protection, um, yep. trauma and total and permanent disability cover. Sure. So what's a good agency to get income protection from um, and how much would someone pay a month for a million dollars a cover? Sure. Um, so if I can put my financial planning hat on, um, I would say, number one, go to a – in terms of agency – um, you might mean like AIA or insurance companies like your AIAs, your MLC, your TALs, your Zurichs and whoever else. I think we need to almost treat it like a bit of a, a mortgage situation. So go to an advisor like Dan who uh, Dan Blatch who talked earlier and number one, based on your own personal situation, um, like I'll give you an example. Um, if somebody is a flight attendant, um, there's only one insurance company that covers flight attendants, for example. So there could be things you might have um, a health issue like blood pressure or cholesterol. Some insurance companies um, will be more lenient with their underwriting assessment. So it really actually depends. Now, a million dollars worth of death or TBD cover, I can tell you the amount to pay doesn't matter yet because the million dollars is in your mind for what you need, but a good advisor will sit down, do an analysis. You might have $200,000 in your super. Doesn't mean we need a million dollars worth of cover. We might only need 800 now. So you need to talk to a financial advisor or see Dan and just go, look, I'd like a risk analysis. And it might mean that, hey, you're killing it. Based on the equity in all the properties, your super, you only need $650,000 worth of cover. So... Life insurance premium, and I need to rewrite them down, but there's 12 things that influence the cost of a retail life insurance policy. Age, sex, smoker status, occupation, health, stepped premium or level premium. I did, I did know the 12. I just haven't rattled them off. But there's many factors that um, occupation, did I say that? I don't think I did anyway. So the answer is it just can't be a um, – you just can't walk into a AIA, for example, um, and say, I need insurance. Yep. Um, you're better off to get personal advice. Yeah, sure. So does that help? It does help. Thanks very much, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank Have you a good for uh, attending. Thank you. All right. All right. Can you get uh, income protection for tennis elbow? Yeah. Mm, I reckon I've got it. From carrying all my crap from around? Typing. And, oh, from typing. Yeah, yeah. And carrying your crap. I'm going to make a claim tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who's up before I go? Yeah, come on down. And I believe your name is... Hassan. 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 Thanks for being Welcome. up in the middle. Yeah, thanks for being so, here tonight and um, volunteering a question. That's okay. Definitely dressed a lot sharper than we are. <laughs> yeah. Just finished what, work. <laughs> what do you do for work? I'm a uh, senior system engineer at a pharmaceutical company. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. In drugs, the drugs so. business. Yeah. Slash IT. <laughs> <laughs> Slash IT. <laughs> so, I have two questions. Okay. One is related to drugs and insurance. Yes. Yeah, um, do that first. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, not peptides. No. Um, as we know, cannabis is becoming sort of semi-legal. Uninsurable. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Completely? Is that, Dan, is that a good blanket? <laughs> I mean, Jen, okay. It's, sorry, go. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. If it's medical related, would they frown upon that? Oh, look, the problem with insurance companies, they base their the actuarial tables. Sometimes they're a little bit out of date. Sometimes they're not like... Um, 10 years ago, if you had a BMI of 36, you'd probably have to get a, yeah, you and me both, you'd probably have to get a nurse to have a look at us in a blood test. Things change, insurance companies change. Yeah, I can get 36, 
36 be my standard rates now, where 10 years ago you might have to pay 100% loading. So on the medical marijuana thing, generally if you have the odd joint every now and again, and you told the doctor, uh, you told the insurance company that you smoke a um, bit of weed. And this goes back to Annette's question. Some insurance companies will go, yeah, you, you do a bit of a puff, puff, pass every now and again. <laughs> we'll just make you have smoker status. So they'll just let you pay twice. If you say, I'm the biggest crackhead on the planet, uh, they'll say, are you calling again, Glenn? <laughs> um, they, they would actually say... Um, we're not touching you. You've got to be clear for at least 10 years. Okay. Are you, Medi- are you trying to reason your recreational habit? I'll <laughs> no, 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 no. It's medical. <laughs> um, for a friend. That's yeah, right. for a friend. Um, look, in the future, I would say it's probably a long way away. Um, like at the moment, we're now only starting to get people with diabetes to get full types of cover, um, but still with loadings. So I'd imagine if it, if the can was kicked down the road with the medical marijuana in terms of insurance, uh, it might be heavily loaded, um, if at all. Okay. Um, now, I I mentioned earlier tonight my income insurance and all my trauma and TBD insurance. I set up when I was 26 years old. I've got a million dollars worth of trauma cover. People go, why did you do that? I'm like, why not? It was cheap, and I was young, and I locked that bad boy in on a level premium. Um, and I've no smoker status. I'm fully insured. Got an ankle exclusion because I've had eight operations. But if I went tomorrow and got addicted to um, ice or marijuana, they cannot take my cover from me. And they would still pay a claim if I was completely disabled from smoking ice. Because at the time of application, I was fit and healthy and I was fully assessed at the time. Likewise... Sounds like I was an insurance specialist, right? Yeah. (laughs) Likewise, if I'm a coal miner, I can't get insurance, limited insurance, depends on what company. Um, But I've got full cover. I can go and get a job tomorrow in the deepest coal mine in Australia, be fully insured, break my back at the coal mine, and they would still pay my claim. Thirdly, do you mind if I just keep going? No, keep going. I don't mind. Um, I had a client... Income protection, uh, he, we set it up, guaranteed benefit. He was on 160 grand income. He moved to LA with his wife and he called. He goes, oh, what do I do with this? I said, well, if you keep paying this forever, you'll still be insured, okay? He went away, um, good income, 160 grand, I think it was. He sent me, a, he FaceTimed me one day. And when a client FaceTimes me or calls me, on a Saturday night or late after hours, it means something's gone on. I'll usually get a call from a client Saturday afternoon or evening, hey, I'm in hospital being diagnosed with cancer. Like on the second person most people call, um, he FaceTimes me. I've been in an accident in LA and I've hurt my back. I've been off work for four months. He forgot he was insured. I said, no worries. Got the insurance company. We... So this technicality, they could say you've got to fly back to be assessed, but if you're, maybe if you're in Baghdad or somewhere like that, they might go, yeah, we don't trust anything over there. But Western country, America or whatever, they said, yeah, that's fine. We, are, we will send you um, and pay for it to go to a neurosurgeon, neurologist, neurosurgeon, whatever they are, to get assessed. Anyway, went and got assessed. They said, yeah, this guy can't work. They wrote him a check for 60 grand um, just right then. And then he went on claim for eight months. So that's why we crap on. Um, All that crap that we talk about like this, generally, if you've got an industry super fund with default income protection, doesn't mean anything. So you get what you pay for. So that's the insurance side. Cool. Second Second question. question. Here we go. So second question is around your spending plan. Yes. Um, I've recently jumped on board, got the spending plan, put the budget in, um, and I'm seeing bills that pop up uh, that are accounted for, Yeah, but they just come and you need to pay them. So how do you tackle that challenge? Yeah, so to implement a new spending plan or a type of system, it can take a few pay cycles. So do you have any... I'll just assume that you've got some savings. I would just build up, put a bit of a buffer in the cash hub. 
So for things to change, something's got to change. So throw five grand in there, five, throw 10 grand in there and just get the system working because the sooner that you can get on a system of at least money going into your blow account on an automated basis, you'll get financial freedom almost instantly. And even if that means that my savings are depleted a little bit while I get the system going. And I was even thinking, you know, when you've got to drive 10 hours to a live podcast, you get a lot of thinking time. You right? do. Yes, you do. So I was actually thinking, if you're riddled with debt, um, I reckon doing a good spending plan, you could actually be financially, be feeling financially free within a couple of weeks. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So one more question. <laughs> Do you know any photographers in Africa? (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't. Okay. Elephant in the room for the photographer. Did anyone see the thing on Facebook? Okay. Yeah, a few people saw it. So, hold my beer. (laughs) So, I'll first admit that I wasn't clear with my thing. Okay. So, I was thinking... Is there a student or someone who's got a bit of a side hustle that just wants to come and have a few snaps, okay? Um, and then, you know, the vultures are at me. <laughs> so, a couple of things. One, it's not compulsory to volunteer your time and your skill. So, that's number one. But I think there's a... And I'll give you an example. Um, I got an email this week from an organization and they said, oh, Glenn, would you like to come along and talk to a hundred people about budgeting or personal finances? And I knew that it was going to be for free, even I'll ask stuff. So I wrote back, oh, what's the budget? <laughs> like, um, you know, what's, and, and she wrote back, you know, it's, it's a free, op- it's, it's basically unpaid, um, I'm at the stage of my career where I, it's just I don't need the type of exposure like that. So, but the Glenn James five or six years ago, I would have wrote back yes before she finished pressing send, right? And I would have done it for free because there would have been chance for work. So, sometimes you've got to, if you want to put the hustle on, like my whole career is being grind and hustle, and even to the fact as it now, like this event, like yes, AIA sponsored it. Yes, we charge you people $30. It's probably still cost probably $1,500. Um, but I wanted to do it. One, a bit of exposure. Two, to come and meet people. Maybe one day we can get some more sponsors so, you know, we can actually make money. But it's just about the hustle and the grind. Um, so I want to be very sincere. I don't take anyone for granted, but I thought it might have been an opportunity. So what I did was um, fill... And I, I tried to get so many photographers I, and they just couldn't, what, yeah, just weird. Creative people are probably just so creative that they don't write back to emails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought, oh, stuff it. So I, I was having lunch with Phil yesterday. I'm like, you know any photographers? He's like, yeah, I'll get a guy. So um, got a guy. And then uh, I've got a wonderful video crew shout out. <laughs> um, Thanks for doing it for free yeah. too. Voluntary oh. and on a uh, <laughs> Thursday No, no, night. no. They're very paid there. Um, actually, um, Rebecca Pritchard put me on to you. Ah. Sorry? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, well, let's just, I don't know, make a promo out of this and, yeah, have some fun. So, yeah, I don't expect anyone to work for free. Uh, but sometimes in life, John... Yeah, and I think um, I've always been the same approach. You you put a bit out there and you get a whole heap back in return at some stage, whether that's volunteering your time or your efforts or something or other. But, um, yeah, so um, so it is. Yeah, any other questions before I start calling people up? If you want to come up by yourself or I'll... Yeah, come on up. I'll get you to state your name for the record. Uh, I'm Georgia. Hey, Georgia. Hey, Georgia. Um, I I could make it long-winded, but I won't. So um, in terms of investing in shares, would you ever recommend using shares as a method to make quick cash? And by quick, I mean like on 12 to 16 months sort of basis. Um, No. 
is my short answer. No, and my short one. Yeah, because it's a, are you an investor or a trader? Um, that's kind of the argument. And I think the risk of your capital, like what if you can't get that percentage back within the 12 months? Um, so, yeah, I think it's more of a no. Um, is that something you've been thinking of doing or just... Well, I just, I want to buy property in 12 to 14 sure, months. Sure. And because like the brokers that I've seen have basically said, um, like my income, my expenses are not going to change. So because my loan amount is pretty set, yeah. um, it's more focused on the deposit for me now. Yeah, yeah. So then I was cash. like, should I put money into shares for the short term so that I can draw more out and have a bigger deposit <sighs> when I'm there i i mean the risk that you've got like the australian share markets are like 11 year high um if it wasn't that urgent you might choose to roll the dice and throw money in and try and pick up a eight percent return but it might not happen as well and it's that yeah i'd i'd probably advise against that how if you don't mind sharing how how many more monies do you need (laughs) to get yourself to a deposit uh, well, that's probably the other thing that I like. I could go like this weekend, yeah. But to be really comfortable and get something that I'm a little bit happier with, mm-hmm. um, probably like on my salary, twelve more months of saving. Sure, right. Have you considered, you know, doing something with friends? <laughs> Are you asking me to do a JV with you, or he no. <laughs> <laughs> needs someone? No, nobody else says no. Yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, it's probably a. So it's you want to live in the place, obviously, for twelve months, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I don't know. So to, to get the first homeowners grant, obviously, um, can you move an hour and a half out of town for <laughs> six months? I think actually, with the, I mean, I might be wrong because I haven't looked at it since they amended the Victorian ones, but I'm pretty sure to if I'm buying and not a new property, mm. which I won't be, mm. that I'm already disqualified from the first homeowner's grant. But if I if it's my PPR for 12 months, then I will um, be eligible for the stamp duty stamp concessions. Duty concession. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I, I just maybe think outside the box a bit more about how you can capture that extra bit of funds to get yourself in. Um, and And the feeling, how would you feel in 12 months' time if you'd put it on the share market and you'd lost that, how how much how, how long would that set you back? Yeah, well, that was sort of another thought. I was like, maybe should I keep a portion of it in the bank to mm. the point where in 12 months I still can buy if I hypothetically lose all my money and yeah. just put like a smaller amount in? I mean, I, pro- I just wouldn't be doing it generally and particularly given... You know, there's a lot of big um, managed funds and institutional investments and in, you know, investment houses. They got 30 to 40% in cash at the moment. So they're selling down because it's hot out there mm. in investment land. Um, so I think it's more of a don't, like, if you try and rush something, something breaks. If you try and force something, it breaks, you know. So, yeah, I'll just try and. Um, here's, here's something out of left field. Um, what if you waited six months and there was potentially an option to go 95% LVR? Yeah, I guess I could. Actually, you're a grad lawyer, aren't you? Yeah. Can't, mortgage broker, can we get no LMI for lawyers? Up to 90%, no LMI. Is there an income stipulation there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So are you basing this on an 80%? Loan or a 90? Yeah, 80. 80. I think I'll be... So you can get in at 90% today. But the question I'd have for that, for me anyway, Mm. is uh, the repayments I'm going to be making on interest and the hit that I'll take to my lifestyle, basically, because of those repayments. Like, is that going to be worth it? Well, then I'll go the strategy route. If you're you grad lawyer, so one would assume your income's only going north... Would it be a strategy to just go, I want to live in it, might be an investment property, might just go interest only for the first five years? Mm. I don't know, John. Don't listen to me, ever. <laughs> yeah, I think 
<laughs> and, and you've probably already done this, but knowing what your holding costs are at a 90%. Yeah, I think like it's when I, I mean, I haven't looked at it super recently, but when I looked probably maybe three months ago, I, my assessment was that for me personally, yeah. I'd prefer to be at 80. Yeah, okay. Mm. And uh, is, is there a mum or dad or auntie or uncle that can lend you even extra? Yeah, they can and they've tried, yeah. but like I'm being annoying and stubborn and yeah, well, it's not I'd, fun I'd if I don't do it myself. I'd rather be annoying and stubborn and get the cash than lose it on the share market mm. in yeah. a short period of time. So then, like, I guess as a follow-up question, Mm. would you have any tips for ways to basically produce income outside of my salary? Side hustles, do you mean? Well, yeah, and I guess, well, for me personally, because I work long hours, um, time's probably, Mm. like, an issue. I know a bloke Um, who can shear some sheep for you. (laughs) You could could buy some ewes and uh, fatten them up. Hey, uh, do you want to go into a JV? (laughs) Yeah. Can you shear horses? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think it's all that, isn't it? It's it's, um, what what side hustling can I do in the next six months? Um, Can I take some money from mum or dad short term? Can I still sleep at night if I'm doing that, pay them Mm. back? Uh, I mean, it's, it's... as I was saying before, if you know where you're going and, and that's where you want to get to, do it, pull out all stops to get there in the, I suppose, the quickest time frame but with the lowest risk. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right, cool. Thanks. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Awesome. Let's give her a hand, everybody. Thank you. Now, I'm looking for a bald guy with a beard. Come on down, Michael. <laughs> so, Michael's... Um, got a question so michael your sister is in the crowd yeah yes. got a question for your sister yeah <laughs> hello everyone hello this is michael he's all right yeah he's, he's a good guy thank um, you so we'll just ask the question on behalf of your sister first as a single person who's been renting for 10 years and he's looking to buy my first house what are the best things to do slash consider and how much deposit do you actually need? John. <laughs> Want to direct it to Kat. Yeah, hey Kat, <laughs> what up? Thanks for coming. Love your work. Uh, what deposit do you need? Yeah. What's the purchase price? Do we know a purchase price-ish? Five or 50, 500? 500K. 500. Have you got 25 grand laying around? It's <laughs> probably a good start. Um, yeah. I, Okay, like jokingly, I tell people, and this is why I've got a mortgage broker in the room just to like pull me up from being a bit sass or whatever. Um, The best thing you can do, it's not worth having the serious conversation generally unless you've got 30 grand laying around. Is that a fair statement? Don't look at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) What's the score? Yeah, the footy's on apparently. (laughs) We've got the score handy. We're going all right. Yeah, like on that amount. So I think that would be a good target. Um, and but then you, do you want to answer that, John, as well? So, I mean, the, the deposits on a five hundred k property, ten percent deposit, fifty grand plus stamps, an extra twenty five or so, Might plus legal. Call it eighty. Stamp duty at right? the moment, John. Minus your stamps, um, you're back to fifty five. Ninety five percent loans, Welly, maybe for owner occupier. At the moment, a couple of lenders. Yeah. So if you want to get whacked with a whole heap of LMI, you can get in for 25 grand. Do you want to come up here? We'll just yeah. that's what I put in the microphone. I thought she might have been too shy or something. That's why. No. Hey, Kat, what up? Hi. <laughs> um, what's the trade-off with LMI and saving the additional money? Oh, that's a podcast in itself. Um, <laughs> if only we had a money yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trade-off is, and I'm not sure the LMI amounts because they vary based on who you are and what you're doing, but uh, if you were paying, I don't know, eight grand in LMI, for example, um, and that's capitalised into your loan, so you don't have to come up with that eight grand usually, right? Um, and if it's for your own occupier, you can't claim that as a – it's just down the drain, basically. It doesn't benefit you in any way. Um You've got to ask your question, how quickly can that get me into the property I want versus saving the extra 10%? Mm. 
And if th- that answers five years, personally, I'm saying knock yourself out and pay the LMI. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's probably where the clarification of how much do you actually need mm-hmm. is really helpful to understand because, yeah. you know, you can weigh up, you know, an extra 5% or you can weigh up an extra 8 or 10 grand, mm. but it, how long is that going to stop you getting into the market and what is the market going to do in that time if you wait to get and into it? And that was the example earlier and, and for the listeners, we were talking about the 10% versus 20% deposit and following or chasing the Sydney market, right? So essentially it's gone up 60% in the time that mm. that person was trying to save the extra 10%. What's your occupation? Uh, I work in HR and recruitment. Oh, cool. So consultancy. Yeah, great. Um, so I actually, you, I think I mentioned it once, when I purchased my first home, um, I could have used my parents' guarantor for um, you know, so I didn't have to pay LMI, um, but I paid fifteen grand LMI because I think I had fifty five grand saved, I think or sixty, I don't know, and then I just wanted to pay the LMI to do it on my own, so I didn't involve mum and dad because dad has a freaking heart attack at the smallest decision. And to do with paperwork to the point, shout out dad that doesn't listen. Uh, my sister doesn't even listen. She's never listened to an episode. Hey, Lauren should listen finally. Um, so I've got to the point now with my parents, I tell them after the fact, hey, dad, I bought another house. Hey, dad, I did this. Or hey, mom, I just got a motorbike. Like, so for me, it was not a financial decision, more of a relational. I didn't want them to not be able to move house or whatever. So... Yeah, I think it does, and that's the other thing is we've I've sort of chatted to, um, you know, my mum about guarantorship, and that's not something that I want to go down because I really do want to do it on my own, and I think that that's a pretty big thing for me as well. Do you have any personal debt? It's almost paid off, but that's where it's like, yeah, just trying to get it all in a all the ducks in a row and have that plan of attack. And realistically, if you are looking for your first home eventually. If you realistically can't save ten or twenty grand, it means that you you might be spending too much, or you might not be able to afford the expenses. Like, I don't know if the episode's up yet, but we talked about the other day. Like, my water pump on the back of my tank is um, it just crapped itself. At the same time, my cleaner texted me today. She's like, do you know your toilet's leaking in the ensuite? I'm like, yeah, I forgot to turn it off. Can you turn it off? Um, the stovetop on the – and this is a five-year-old house now. So, all this crap's breaking. The stovetop was brand new. Yeah. <laughs> Five years old. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So, that's like – Sorry? Everyone missed it. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't cook. Oh, no. I yeah, know. Oh, I use it for um, to my kettle. Yeah, right. <laughs> your, it, your au pair uses it. Yeah, so I've got all these expenses that are just coming out of the blue that weren't there when I bought the house. And it's all out of warranty. Like, so it's just amazing. It's actually crazy how much crap's just breaking it all at once. Um, so onwards and upwards. So we might ask your brother a question. So a round of applause for Kat. Thank you very much. Okay, so Michael. You can um, call me Mike. That's, okay. Uh, Mike. Michael's what my dad calls me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you can call me daddy. <laughs> when you're in. Oh, <laughs> you actually do look a bit similar, you two, actually. Yeah. You're dressed a bit. Uh, yeah, so I didn't wear my glasses yeah. tonight. Yeah. So I've got very. What, what do you do for work? I'm a health inspector with Wyndham City Council. Oh, wow. Where's that? Does he look healthy? <laughs> yeah. uh, no. no, it's in like um, kitchens. They, they like, call me the mighty Winks Mayor. <laughs> Renovators a lot. Um, okay, so just paraphrase the question because there's freaking 28 paragraphs here. Yeah, there is. Sorry, sorry, that was a bit of a bit of a preamble. Yeah. Um, but before I ask my question, yeah, sure. My sister could really use your spending plan. Yeah. You've given your spending plan out to people on the podcast. Would you? Yes. Would you like to give my sister one? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. I'll give you the promo code. Yeah, it'll change your life. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No worries. Um, she just owes us $200 for the clarity call. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. We'll get you that sorted. Awesome. All right. So, um, 
basically, my wife and I, we bought our first home uh, a year ago. It's cute. Well yeah, done. Yeah, it, is. It, it is. It is. Um, we got a nice um, deposit from her parents. So we've got a fair bit of equity in our home right now. And it, was that a gift? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah Dad, yeah, really. give it back. Somewhere. No, no, we pay in other ways. Right. I was going to say, did you marry up? Did you? <laughs> Absolutely. Have a look at it. Of course I did. Um, yeah. So, so basically, we've got a bit of equity going on. Uh, I've got a good, stable council job. Yeah. Cassandra runs her own event business. Can so. you run our event here next time? <laughs> For free. No, joking. <laughs> um, Unbelievable. And we're also expecting our first child. Yeah, um, yeah. So that kind of throws a bit of a spanner into the financial works. Spanner? A million dollars, mate, over the next 18 oh. years. Surely not. So just on that, it just reminds me, somebody asked when's the, we've got all these debt, when's the right time to start a family? Uh, whenever you want. Life goes on. So True. Very true. Anyway, so to cut to the chase, basically, um, uh, given our uncertain financial future, yep. uh, what's the best approach to investing and building our wealth at this point? So you're debt-free, you've got the debt mortgage, free, yeah. got equity, have you got 200k of equity or $20 worth of equity? Got probably about 300. 300 of equity, okay. Um, and when's Bubba due? November 26th. Sweet. As a rule of thumb, I would not recommend embarking on any major spending projects until Bubba is home and safe. Uh, because Ooh. So, November 27, <laughs> can we get involved? Yes. Yes, good. Where John's like, and I haven't got kids. Who am I? I'm nobody. I'm always, I'm conservative by nature, guys. Um, well, it's funny. Like, uh, when I did the interview today with old mate, mm. um, I actually realized that we, Amy, I'm a wife. We made the most progression in our financial future, whatever you want to call it, in the years that we've had the kids. I'll do it. Whatever. Um, (laughs) And because it's easy to sit there and say, well, um, I've got kids. I'm going to wait till they're grown up before we think about it. Oh, Um, sorry. I was saying until the birth of the child and the child is home and safe. I know, I know, I know. Thank you. But I I think, um, thanks for clarifying that. You're welcome. Um, I think there's two reasons to stop people from uh, buying or or, um, in particular property. One is, can I get lending and have I got a deposit? And two is our risk profile or psychology around it all, right? Now, usually it's the second one that stops people, not the first one. Now, in your case, the first one's sorted by the sounds of it. Yeah. It's the, the risk profile. But Mike wasn't – I've got a friend called Dirty Mike. Dirty. Uh, <laughs> well, um, at an old, old job that I had, they called me Sick Mick. Sick Mick. Oh. <laughs> so, so you can call me Sick Mick. Sharpy, these guys. Um, yeah. Mike did mention that property may be not as appealing as – yeah, not 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 overly keen on yeah. property, but because it takes a lot of work. Basically. Yeah. So if it shares, same same philosophy. Have yeah. I got the money? Do I need a, lend, a loan for that? And what's my risk profile? Yeah. So there is one strategy. Have you, have you heard of debt recycling? Yeah, my mate um, was trying to convince me on it, and he yeah. said it's uh, it's quite risky. I said, oh, Cassandra's not going to go for that. Yeah, at all. And, and that's why. It's funny, like, as long as you've... So, as long as philosophically, as long as you've got a mortgage on your house, lunch that you bought today, you borrowed money for. Okay. So, it's how, like, at what extreme... So, it's finding a common ground of philosophically, the $12 lunch today, I've got a mortgage that I owe 500 grand to the bank, whatever... Oh, I technically borrowed that money because I could have just paid down the mortgage and paid it off. So that's like the extreme. The other extreme is I gear up and I borrow money and buy shares that can fluctuate. Um, but just so, and there's a financial advisor Phil in the room. I, I'm probably going to hatch hatch at this ratch or whatever. I'm fried. I'm done. I can't even speak. But you basically borrow money off your home. Um, invest in equities and that money that you've borrowed is tax deductible 
because it's used for an investment purpose. And then the dividends, you usually get high yield paying dividends, so your banks, your Telstra's, and then the dividends, you pay down the principal place of residence. And then what you do, you, you refi and recycle it around, so then eventually all your debt is actually tax deductible, and the debt that you've recycled on the principal place of residence um, is effectively tax deductible, and then you can focus on paying down the debt. So I think, again, whatever you do, you both have to be on the same page. And if it was, oh, we've got 300 grand worth of equity, sick Mick or Mike <laughs> wants to, you know, kick the door down at Warren Buffett's office and buy every share under the sun with his 300 grand, it might be, okay, well, what's the middle ground? Can we do 150 or something like that. Okay. I don't know. So, so will the bank be happy to give that <laughs> yeah, so, money to us for, for shares? Yeah, so generally speaking, depending on the mortgage broker, I didn't do a lot of uh, gearing into shares in my business because I just didn't want the phone calls from clients when the market crapped itself. I just, you know. There's a couple of ways you could refinance the home debt tell them you're putting on a kitchen or renovating for 150 grand or whatever and then take that 150 grand to the casino for all the bank cares. So that's one way to do it. Um, you could go and apply for a, a margin loan facility um, which they would allow you to lend, say, 80% of ANZ shares or something like that. It really is a rabbit warren and I would, I would probably recommend... Do you have a financial advisor? Um, we're seeing one at the moment to yeah. get our wealth protection... Yeah, so if they Yeah, I don't I don't know. I all I can say is the priority in your life at the moment is setting up the home for baby to arrive and be healthy. Um you can buy shares next year when the market's dropped. <laughs> sure. But Easy. Easy. That's good. I don't know. That's good. Phil, it was that good or bad or it was all right? Yeah, borrow as much as you can when you've got two incomes. That could be a thing as well. So. Right. Well, the bank, the bank didn't take Cassandra's income into account when we got the mortgage because okay. it was just a new business. Yeah. So they can now? Well, I, I guess. Yeah. Can they? I don't know. It's been going for See, a See, another thing that you can do yeah. as well, if you're planning on having a couple of kids, you could set up a couple of investment bond accounts and put 10 grand in each one and that's the kid's home deposit done forevermore and get on with your life. That could scratch the itch of doing something as well mm, and nice. not borrowing yeah. for it. So... True. Speak to your advisor. That's all I would say. Um, Easy. Where? Thanks, Mick. No, yeah, thanks. Give him a <laughs> Thank round you, of guys. applause. <laughs> Very good. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, so, we might wrap it up there unless anyone's got some other burning questions where they just want to run up and ask a question. Um, if not, I'll finish on a little update. So, podcast, I've just got a bit of housekeeping, John. Yes, very important part Sweeping of the... Sweeping the house. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing this podcast now for oh, an hour and five minutes. No joking. Uh, six, uh, 13 months. 13. And the f I realistically, don't listen to any episode with one in front of it. They were just horrendous. Um, what have they got in front of them now? Two. Oh, season two. Right. Um we started at my house um, in my spare room with an annoying dog next door and it was loose. And I was really Indian, like, no, I'm not editing. You know, this is just who we are, we vibe. And then I went overseas at the end of last year and had, because I was over there for eight weeks, I had eight episodes loaded up and I was overseas and I'm, we're getting slammed with the reviews, like, these are rubbish, they're not edited and I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> So, so we sacked Aaron. So we sacked Aaron. So, <laughs> but we are like I put a post up on the Facebook group. I'm totally open to feedback uh, about anything we do because we really want to do this for you, the listeners, um, just as a weekly encouragement. Um, and it's just been a lot of fun. Mm, I'm it. just loving it. I've invested a lot of my time because uh, I ran a studio and just wanted to give it a crack because I didn't see that there was a good quality personal finance podcast that was Australian out there. So I thought, oh, I'll give it a shot.
But hey, I might be back selling cars or something next uh, <laughs> next year. <laughs> We're trying to get a sponsor. Hey, 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 hey what up? Um, it's it's almost as though you sell them now. Sorry, you've been through about three in the last twelve months. Yeah. So who wants a car update? So yeah. So we talked about the car situation on one of the podcasts, and we'll finish with this. So I wanted to buy a boat, as you know, in summertime because it's hot and I love boats. I've got my boat license and life's good. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy a new Outback because I love Outbacks. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he goes out bush all the time. I and then I it? took like... a brand new Outback up to the state forest and scratched the crap out of it. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. And um, and then I'm like, oh, this, this Outback's good, but it's no Marie Kondo, is it? Just didn't give me any joy whatsoever. The seats aren't that nice. You know, I got out of a Lexus, you know, sports luxury, freaking awesome car into the Outback. Like, it's nice, but it's not a Lexus. And it was the top of the line one. So, and I think, you know the story, I wanted to buy mum and dad a car, but he freaked out last year. So, I'm like, mum, you want it for 20 grand? So, I sold over that for 20 grand. So, effectively, the 25 grand I got to give to her in a car. And I wanted to get a Volvo um, because they're really fast. So, I, <laughs> if you know anything about cars, I was researching a Volvo S60 um, Polestar, which is their top-of-the-line sports one, all-wheel drive, turbo hammers, like faster than a WRX. For old people. Shut up. You, safe, he though. got in my car today. He's like, oh, this thing hammers. I'm like, you know it, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, oh, what's with all the speed things coming into, like, once you get into Victoria, mm. like, is it just for trucks? No. Oh, it's, anyway, so I, I'm thinking, because the depreciation on Volvos just fall off a cliff, right? Audis and, Audis and Volvos, sound like I was 62 Audi. <laughs> um, Audis and Volvo, they just fall off a cliff. So I'm like... Okay, I'm not going to go out and spend 50 grand on a couple of year old Volvo. So I'll put my toe in the water and see if I like the concept of Volvo. So I I was researching and I got a 2010 model, which weird because it's a very old car. Um, it's got 98,000 Ks on it now or something like that. It was on for 18 grand. Then I went down to fifteen, and I ended up paying thirteen thousand dollars. And it's like cream leather, so schmick. It's got the adaptive cruise. It's the T six, so it's all wheel drive, three liter turbo, and it hammers. It's so good, and I'm kind of really loving it because it's got all the tech that I need. And apologies for those who aren't into cars. Yeah, so that's that's the car update. So my vibe is I'll keep. <laughs> I'll keep the Volvo, which is a cheap car with cash, until I can make an income somehow. <laughs> um, so that is the update. I'm driving around in a nine-year-old car, but I'm loving it. I love it so much. Sensible too. So thank you so much for coming out. I wanted to get photos with as many of you as possible. If you got here late, number one, you probably didn't get a lucky door ticket because we ran out uh, <laughs> sorry um, thanks so much for coming along really it's been great to meet you all because I chat with a lot of you on Instagram and Facebook group and please just let us know if there's any feedback or we, we're keen to come back to Melbourne we might do it once a year or something like that I don't know uh, yeah. I love Melbourne you would oh sorry there's <laughs> Melbourne people here. <laughs> what up I, it's yeah. funny what's with driving around Melbourne I, last night... Hook turn. Yeah, and then like I'm going down the wrong side of the road because I'm just confused. Mm. And then I had my gelato um, and I missed the... And I got flicked back out on the Princess Highway and I ended up back in town because <laughs> I couldn't turn right. <laughs> He's usually got a chauffeur that does all this for him, so yeah. Whatever. So, hey, thank you so much. Sorry we went a bit over. It's been so fun. Grab some leftover pizza if there is yes. any. Take it home and eat it. Make sure you get a tote bag. Um, 
you want to steal a bottle of beer for the road, do that, whatever. <laughs> and uh, it's really been great. And remember, you'll never be any worse off for being generous, John. No, that's right. So, yeah. good night, everybody. Thank you, everyone. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on Get Help, and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. This podcast supports the charity A21. They operate in over 12 countries around the world and their goal is to end human trafficking. So please consider supporting A21. Get behind them. They are all about the one, the one woman, the one man, the one child trapped, exploited and unable to see any positive end to their story. So please check out A21 on Instagram or a21.org forward slash au. Get behind them. I certainly do. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Getter Project Limited, trading as Sort Your Money Out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689. All right, let's do this, Emma. It's a 69. Hey! What's your name? Hang on. John. It's Xi Jinping. No, I'm joking. That's a classic. Come come on down. Jimmy for short, isn't it? Oh. So what is it? It's John, isn't it? Uh, it's actually Glenn Tuporto. Yeah, no, nice. you're John. I knew it was a Johnny. It's no, John. Vincent, Vincent. 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 Yeah. So throw that on Vince. Third um, time's the charm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Vincent. Oh, that's so good. Yes. Um, can you hear us okay? Yes. Um, I will ner- say I'm very nervous. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to bag you about your very detailed response, but you're probably just a bit nervous. So, um, You're in number three. <laughs> All right, come in, Vincent. Stand in the middle. In the middle? Yeah, yeah. in the middle, Mike. Can we get a photo with Vincent? Oh, round two. I'm King. Yeah. <laughs> Not pointing at you, is he? <laughs> All right. Oh, what were we going to talk about? I thought we were going to sing the intro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the intro, the outro music, a lot of people don't realise that Laura, who's the new girl, who's my friend and does her socials, she's actually a musician and the songs that we use on the show are her songs and there's an episode coming up in the next couple of weeks and I, the outro, all the songs are hers, but I play the actual full song at the end and it's really cool so cool so you can actually sing the intro yep um oh let's get cranky okay let's do this sorry we've got a we've got a a, do I want a chair uh no I think we'll we'll vibe it on our feet (laughs) (laughs) so just checking we're recording Is it time to ditch the sound effects? No. No? No. Okay. Everyone's looking they're at the me. Best I'm really bad well, at this. They're waiting for you to start. I know. Okay. So, Vincent. Yes, Glenn. What's your age? Um, I'm actually close to 24. A couple Sweet. months. Um, 
Have you ever seen Seinfeld? A few episodes. I do like how the beginning and the end, they match up. Yeah, sweet. And do you know the concept when uh, Frank Costanza... Or does anyone know where Frank Costanza goes, I got a problem with you people? Does anyone know that? Yeah, a few people. You're really showing your age, Glenn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're a guest here. <laughs> so no longer nervous. Sorry? He's no longer no, no, nervous. No, that's right. No. So you, you're, you're a Melbourneite? Yep. Yep. Through and through. Yeah. I've got a problem with you people. <laughs> Here we go. So I just th- thought I would journal my trip to Melbourne, okay? I drove down, sacrificed my life for this cause, and John gets on a plane this morning and just cruises on down. And it's the first time he's driven out of the Central Coast, by the way. <laughs> it's not. It's the first time I've driven to Melbourne, so that was fun. Um, did anyone see on Instagram the Maccas incident that I had? Yeah, so I was a Maccas diva. So I'd just been in the car for hours, stopped at Yas Maccas, and I walked in. How cold is that, John? Oh, it's freezing. I know, I know. Enough about the... I was going to say, like, the um, vibe of the people working there, but they were pretty cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were fine. But I... Um, so I went in and I thought, I want a nice meal in your nice family restaurant. <laughs> so I've just been... What Maccas is known for. <laughs> exactly. So I went in and um, I ordered the beef burger or something and I sat down, I opened it and it was literally a bit of meat with two bits of cheese and barbecue sauce. And I'm like, oh, this is rubbish. So I went up there and said, oh, look, I'm really sorry. I thought this had like salad on it and all that. And I was like the only one there. And um, the poor kid, like, back there, he's looking at me like he'd made the biggest mistake. And I'm like, oh, not your fault. I just didn't. Anyway, so they swapped it out. And I went back to my seat and the chips, they were cold. I'm like, I've just driven halfway around the freaking world. I want warm chips. <laughs> so I went back up and I was in a bit of a mood. <laughs> and then, you know, well, like the beeping from, um, like, the drive through machines and all that. It was just beeping everywhere. I'm like, what's with all the beeping? Is there a problem? <laughs> So I had a Macca's Diva moment. Um, but today was cool. I got in a cab and went to St. Ali or Ali, whatever they call it. Um, the cabbie forgot to turn the meter on halfway there. So that was fun. Um, but you people, got a problem with you people. All right, here um, we go. Don't try and be fancy around me or posh, all right? I'm at the restaurant last night and they come up to me with... Were you in a, the same getup? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you smell it? Yeah. <laughs> So I went up and they come up to me with the bread and they have this, the spoon and the fork and he's like trying it and he can't get it. Like, so I'm just like, oh, don't worry, I'll just grab it. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you got to say about that little bit? Was this in Macca's? No. <laughs> no, it was in a nice restaurant. Um, so you're paying out on the locals. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I've got mm. a problem with you people. Yeah. Um, I'm with you Stop guys. Stop calling me sir. Everyone's calling me sir around here. Is that because I'm old now? Have you yes. been to a local milk bar yet? Nope. Um, Need to visit. The And this was just a very recent one. The paper towels in the bathroom out here. Is that your problem, Vincent? Uh, I, I they ran out when I went in. And I'm like, there was a bit on the floor and my hands were wet and I was tempted. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Um, that might be a Central Coast thing. Yeah. <laughs> You are a guest We're here. fancy. We have fork <laughs> and spoon bread. Yeah, totally. Um, John, and this is a problem for John. Are we starting this podcast yet? Or no. We're already going. Yeah. Yeah, right. I think so. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> What's the time? Yeah, we're at 8 o'clock. Got all night. Uh, yeah. You owe me $18. Four. So, <laughs> when I booked our rooms at the Pullman, uh, I've been there two nights. So, I'll be there two nights, all right? And... I, being there two nights, I deserve a nice view, okay, of the lake. So I paid an extra $18 for my room each night. I didn't for you. (laughs) (laughs) I just gave you the Valley View room or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they ended up upgrading you next to my room. Did they? Yeah. Right. So you owe me $18. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, How's this? Without, he doesn't know this, but he... We're in the room today and looking out over the beautiful lake, which is called Albert Park. This bloke didn't even know the name of it. No, I did. You called it Almond Park. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, Did you not? Oh, I, I just get confused easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Since so, the burger problem. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty fun. Last night, you know, I had my nice meal and it was quarter to, quarter to nine. And I'm like, Glenn, you deserve some gelato. So I looked up Deliveroo. It's going to be an hour and I'll stuff it. So what's with Chapel Street and the car parking? <laughs> There's no satisfying you, is no, there, there isn't. <laughs> I'm in a mood, Vincent. In a mood. Yeah. Well, Chapel Street's where it's at. I know. You got revs? <laughs> Have you heard of Revolver? No. What's that? Oh, it's only the best club in Melbourne. Really? Is it? Yes. Yes. Has anyone been there? Oh, is yeah. it a dive, is it? Is it a dive? Right. Is it dice, is it? Like the like a tunnel. Just 24 hours. <laughs> really? Oh. So similar to the tunnel. So, so what do you do for life, Vincent? Let's get real talk. Let's get real. Um, so I just, I've quit my job. Oh, and oh wow. I Things am about up. to go to Hong Kong for three months. Wow. Yeah. What doing? I don't know. You tell me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out when I get there. Do people up at Hong Kong call it honkers? I was just having this chat I with call my friend honkers. Georgia. Yeah. I call I think honky. 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 Or Hong Kongonese. I don't know. We'll What's your vibe out. with the extradition thing? You- oh, <laughs> so we get a real team. <laughs> Are we, uh, um, let's just say I will join in the protest. Yeah. Just for the fun of it. Yeah. And they're peaceful protests. So usually. Um, do you have any questions you want to ask John about anything to do with life? Oh, easy. First thing, how do you put up with Glenn? <laughs> it's, it's one day a week I just uh, prepare myself for. Um, unfortunately, it's two days this week, but we'll get there. When was the second day? Well, I'll probably see you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll actually. Yeah. <laughs> any other any questions for me? How do I put up with him? Oh, I think it's the other way around. Mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Vincent. But one one last one. I I'm not sure if I've you've said mentioned this on the podcast, but how did you guys meet? Uh, I remember. Do you? Yeah. It's like first date. Yeah. How? So I had a financial my financial planning business. Um, He's just in our local area and it's a shop front and you could walk in and whatnot. And one day I heard like the door open. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Hoarder. Like, <laughs> yeah. And old mate's like, oh, hey, I'm John. I was just next door at the mortgage broker. Thought I'd pop in and introduce myself. Is that how it happened? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, I do property stuff and I'm into property. And how many times when people say they're in property, you instantly think, oh, he's a shark or <laughs> he wants to like, you know, get people to buy stuff off the plan and take 30 grand under the table and so oh, we don't not work a, for It's not as like. bad as the word insurance, is it? It's up there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But um, so, yeah, so John, I was a little bit sceptical, um, yeah. but believe it or not, I saw that you had RM Williams on <laughs> and I'm like, he's my people. He must be half decent. So... And we now know that RM Williams comes from the country. We do. Right. And yours are schmick for the city, aren't they? Well, they're, they're countrified a little bit. They're nice brown suede. Did you, get did you drive all the way down? Kick the yeah. dirt, did you? <laughs> yeah, that's kick right. Kick a few tyres. So, um, yeah, that was our journey. Yeah. And then what I did in my financial planning business, any people that were like, I call them property zombies, all they want to do is invest in property. I'd be like, well, I can... Do like do your superannuation, any investing in your super, clean up your insurances. Uh, I don't want your money. You may as well pay John for his coaching service. So I was just referring clients to John because I knew that I could refer people to John and they're not going to get screwed. So that's how we met. It's very cute. Thank you. Now, anything else you want to add since it's your freaking show now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Follow me on Insta. All right. Just underscore Vinny Lau. Okay. My, this is really real talk. We are very similar. I know. Yeah. That's why I love the podcast. 